I really wanted it to be funded by women and, you know, really in, women who are just making things happen in the world. So I had this vision. I will proudly tell you that we have 110 investors and 100 of them are women. I raised a lot of money by just doing, doing, creating a product that everybody wanted to the point where I woke up to an email from Gwyneth Paltrow asking if she could invest in my company. Well, hello, everybody. It's Christine Marie Mason, your host for the Rose Woman podcast. So let's just start by saying your soul is already perfect and complete. But if you're like many people who are walking in the Western world, your body probably takes a beating, nervous system beating, food, nutrition in general. You're probably not as hydrated as you could be. And if you've been enjoying all your summer socializing, there might even be a a little bit of a toxicity gap going on in the system. So in line with our July theme of things that can bring a reset, today I am talking with Lisa, the founder of an incredible wellness and nutrition brand, Chroma, K-R-O-M-A, Chroma Wellness. So before we get into the interview, which is, you know, full of good advice and hot tips, I thought I'd give you a little food for thought on sort of how I relate to this topic growing up in America in the 70s and 80s. You know, like many people, uh, many women I know, I've gone through periods where I've done everything juice cleanses, water cleanses, the lemon pepper cayenne thing, raw food. There's been different kinds of disordered eating at some point or the other, like some basic confusion about what to eat, how to eat, when to eat, what to put in my body, what not to put in my body, how to fuel it, how to distinguish emotional eating from what my body really needed. And what I found as I went through my yoga training and my trauma healing work particularly working with Thomas Hubel over the last five or six years, is that a lot of that confusion over what to eat and how to eat was a result of being disconnected from my body and not being able to perceive it or feel it at all. Uh, My eating was really about managing oxytocin and dopamine and trying to feel good. Or from an endurance standpoint, it was like, how do I fuel myself for the, you know, I was a triathlete at one point. How do I fuel myself? But it really wasn't about what my body needed, or what it wanted. So one of the things I learned in the trauma healing work was that it's very easy for me to go to the light, to go to spirit, to go to the mystical, to go to nature. But it wasn't always so easy for me to live inside of my body, like to feel my feet, my legs, my organs, and that that was a very wise adaptation when I was a young child. And for many people who experience unsafe or chaotic home environments, it's a common adaptation to sort of lose touch with the body, and even if you can do things with it, to not really feel it in favor of uh, the mind stuff or the spirit stuff. So the first practices of coming back into alignment with the body were simple questions like, what do I desire? Am I thirsty? Am I hungry? What nourishment would feel good right now? Even going into a restaurant before even looking at a menu and seeing what was on offer, I began to do this practice of like, hey, what does my body want? And and letting my body drive, not my mind drive. So despite all of that, um, I would periodically go through understandings of, of like that it was more morally righteous and superior to be disciplined. And in those times of fasting, you know, in every spiritual tradition, there's this period of 
you know, Jesus goes into the desert for 40 days and in many other ascetic traditions. You, you fast so that you can take the attention of your body systems away from digestion and then it can move into deeper healing. And once you're working on healing things in the body, then you're also creating space to heal things that have been undealt with in the mind. So fasting physically or fasting spiritually, fasting from media, being in isolation, those all have some spiritual intent. But like a lot of things, they can get co-opted and become kind of a prison. There's even a, a word for it now in the DSM. It's called orthorexia, like a disordered eating that is all about eating right or eating clean and then feeling bad when you don't do it the right way. So with all that being said, for many years now, juice cleanses, detoxes have been all the rage. And while Ayurvedic medicine and a lot, lot of traditions say, yeah, every quarter you should do a reset uh, just to kind of get in line with the seasons, those are based on nourishing your body. So I was very interested last November when I was down at Summit Series in Palm Desert to meet uh, Lisa and her team from Chroma because Chroma, their whole idea is not to cleanse, but to do a nourishing reset. And she has come up with a system that really provides the nutrition that you would need to really give yourself that kind of love in an easy way. So today's interview is really about wellness. It's about uh, doing a reset instead of a detox or a cleanse, about what it would be like to just take the time out to remember your healthy whole body, give your body a little bit of a break, and maybe do it in the company of others. So at the end of this pod, you'll have an invitation to join Lisa and me for a five-day reset. Uh, the participation is free. You just have to purchase the cleanse, and we have a discount code for that. So I start by asking Lisa about her journey to wellness. So I've been on the wellness journey probably if, if I were to be honest, once I was born, I grew up in a really healthy family. And so it's been probably partly in my DNA and also just being around parents who really took pride in exercise every day, ate really healthy. We never had junk food. A grandfather who was doing a thousand push-ups and sit-ups a day till he was 90. You know, it was just always ingrained in me that health mattered um, fast forward, you know, people, because I always took care of myself, people always thought, well, you're, you're in the wellness industry, aren't you? And I thought, no, 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 that's too obvious. Like, I'm not going to do that. So I did a million other things from, you know, working at Nestle, selling chili and cheese sauce and country sausage gravy as my first job out of college, to working in software and uh, business development, to having a windows covering company and then a jewelry company. And there was this always this underlying couple key things. One was, I have a greater purpose and I really, how do I make impact in the world? It was like an anxiety that I had around that. And the other was this underlying sense of, I want to feel empowered with my health. I want to feel like I have a choice. I get to, I don't want to wait to go to the doctor and get bad news. I want to feel like I can sort of control my destiny with my health. And that was something that always was really important to me. It wasn't until I really started to dive into food as medicine that I understood how much control we have over our health. And when I started to learn, we actually control 70 to 80% of our health from what we eat, drink, and think. And I thought, this is crazy. Like people don't know this. We take it for granted. And I just want to pause.
pause there. That's it. 70 to 80% of our health through what we eat, drink, and think. That's such a good like little mimetic capture. I just want to lock it in. So this idea goes back to Hippocrates, right? That your food is medicine. Why do you think we've lost it? Oh gosh, I mean, there's so many reasons, right? I mean, in Western society, we, um, I'll, I'll just call it out, I mean, we're lazy. Um, we're also over-marketed. Um, you know, in Europe and other countries, you go and you get your fresh fruits and vegetables from the farmer's market every day. You get your fresh meats. It came, you know, from a local farm and your fresh bread. So we are mass marketed, mass produced, and hypnotized, you know, in believing, you know, that our food is healthy and we've destroyed our food, honestly. And, and then I think from a Western medicine standpoint, we've become very codependent on medication. And instead of looking at the root cause, we go and we just mask it until there's another issue to have the next medication to the next medication. And I think we've just created this monster in our health system. And, you know, we have more information than ever before about wellness. We have more access. I mean, you can get organic fruits and vegetables and organic meats at Target, at, at Costco, at Walmart. So we have access now, and yet we've, been, we've never been more sick and obese and unhealthy and dying of chronic disease. So I think there's this massive mismatch of sort of these chaotic lives that we live and not taking accountability for our own health and taking it for granted until it's too late. And for me, that has been this mission I have been on to really help people take control over their health and understand how good you can feel when you treat your body well, when you eat good food, and how your body responds to that. When you slow down in life, when you exercise, when you're mindful, you know, whether it's meditation or dance or connecting with your partner or playing with your kids, whatever that is for you. I think we have created a culture and a society of total chaos and really laziness around our responsibility to really take control of, of our well-being um, and our family's well-being. As you're saying that, I feel this settling in my system about this sort of all this frenzied activity out here and reaching for the next easy fix and all of that stuff. But it really does take a motion of dropping into the core and down into the base and becoming still. And from this knowing that you value your own heart, then making better choices. So how do you begin to make the space and the time in your day to cook if you've been doing fast food, to exercise if you've been driving two hours a day to get to and from your job. How do you take that motion toward uh, reclaiming your time, it, it sounds like? Again, so amazing about where we are in what's being offered. And, and if I flash back, so I got into wellness 14, 15 years ago. And when I say got into it, I went deep in, went to um, IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I read every book I could. I got in the kitchen. I started playing around with food and changing the food in my family's home, focusing on, and answering your question, more, more fruits and vegetables. All, all organic, of course, clean meats, right? Organic, grass-fed, not farm-raised fish, you know, freshly caught, just simple things. Start there right? I don't have time. So I understand 
the limitations of time. But I also understand that there are options that we have that we did not have five years ago, 10 years ago, and 15 years ago of really healthy foods that simplify your life, but also nourish your life. And that's the work that I've been doing with both my last brand, Beaming, which was a series of 10 superfood cafes in Southern California that was beautiful, delicious, organic, vegan foods, smoothies, juices, grab-and-go healthy foods, gluten-free baked goods made with the most incredible ingredients, whatever it was. So I could create food that would simplify your life and help you feel so good that you didn't want to stop. And then I took that same concept and said, how do I reach more people and do all the good that these cafes are doing and recreate it in a non-perishable format? And so in this case, for Chroma, it's powders that you can have in your pantry. And have access to this healthy food all the time. I mean, today I've, you know, and every day I know you can relate to this. Like I haven't left my house in days. I don't have any food in the house. And so what do I do? I have for the breakfast, for my, my start of the morning this morning, I had our uh, beauty matcha that has collagen and ginger and turmeric and all these delicious superfoods. And that's how I start my day because it makes me feel amazing. And it's, kickstarts my day. And then I had our porridge, our super porridge, which is nuts and seeds. And it's all these healthy fats and omegas. And that threw on some berries. And that was my breakfast. And then I just had, I had a cranberry elixir in between. And then I just finished my bone broth. And it was just a powder that I added hot water to. My point being is, whether it's Chroma or other companies, there are so many amazing companies that are doing things like you're doing and I'm doing that help simplify your life, that take the knowledge and passion that we have and are create and offering it in such a way that we can help people get back in our bodies and feel that sort of radical aliveness that we all want and without adding more complexity. And I think we don't have a choice. What's the alternative, right? I mean, when, when people, I'll use the comment when people say, well, I don't have time to exercise. And I'm like, all right, so I'm a single mom. I have been for 11 years. I have three kids. I've started two companies and I live in two cities and I have time and I show up fully for my friends and fully for my company, but I do not sacrifice my health. It's important to me. We make time for what's important. So even if that means like this morning, I was on my Peloton while I was on a conference call and I just was moving, right? I might be on, a, on I might be power walking and do that, right? I, maybe you only have 20 minutes and you do Melissa Woodhouse workout or whatever it might be. Like we can find 20 minutes to take care of ourselves. And I think the same goes for, we can find a few minutes to whether we make the food or we just make healthier choices because we're not buying junk food, but we're choosing foods with better ingredients. I mean, there's a lot of options today. Yeah. There's, there are so many on uh, that hacks thing. On this exercise hacks, like audiobooks have been a great hack for me while I'm hiking, listening to audiobooks. We do like some games like squats when you're pumping gas. You know, there's like little ways to sneak it in and that kind of gamifies the movement a little bit. I still I still need that like full hour of being like just disconnected from everybody and everything and like going into and loving the movement and feeling myself in the movement. But I do, I do have a question. Like, first of all, I love the name beaming. What a wonderful name for a, a, a chain. Isn't that what we all want to be like beaming and radiant and yeah. luminous? The, the energy you put out is the energy you get back. That's the essence of the word beaming. How do you ensure in the dehydration process? I mean, assuming that's how it's 
how things are, you know, moving into a powder form. How do you ensure that they retain their nutrients? So we are not a dehydration company. So I want to make sure, you know, we don't dehydrate. We buy from suppliers who that's what they specialize in. And my daughter and I spent you know, two to, th- I mean, well, really four years. And if I really look at it collectively, 15 years sourcing and researching ingredients from around the world and suppliers from around the world. And, and that's a really important piece of the puzzle because there's a lot of great suppliers in the world. What I think is really been a great disservice to just the, the world and community is that people have chosen profit over care. And by that, I mean, if you start looking at the food that's marketed as healthy and you turn around that label and you look at the ingredients in that food, most of the time it's cane sugar. It's, you know, some sort of bad oil, sunflower oil that you'll start to see, you know, chemicals and dyes and things that are in foods that are marketed as healthy. And that's goes back to the first question, which was, how do we make better choices? Just start looking at labels, right? Then fast forward and looking at, What's the integrity of the company, right? What do they stand for? And something that's always been really important for me was sourcing the best ingredients from the most, you know, integrous suppliers and putting combinations together like you do, which it's it's sort of a masterful thing that we are able to do as this kind of mad scientist of understanding the nuances of superfoods and adaptogens and herbs and all these, you know, Ayurvedic things and and how we can put combinations together that are going to marry that function and the flavor. Because if it doesn't taste good, you're not going to do it. So I understand how important flavor is, but I also understand that if it doesn't do anything, you're also not going to have it. So there's an art to marrying function and flavor, which really can only be done when you use the most high quality ingredients. So when you're doing the restaurant and everything's full of water and really fresh and right off the farm and you're doing organic food, is there a difference in the way the body metabolizes or uses those nutrients when they're doing, when you're just, when you're adding water back? There's pros and cons to it, right? So in a situation with Chroma, you know, all powder-based functional nutrition, the goal there is how do I get you food in the pantry that's good for you, that you have access to all the time, that you can take to the office, you can take to the park, you can put on the airplane, I can have it home when I just don't have time, right? Because getting to the store could be complicated, all the things, right? On the airplane, I don't have very good, very good options, et cetera, et cetera. So now, if you have the time and resources and access to having a beautiful farm salad, by all means, do that, right? If you And so it's not an either or, but it is to support and, and supplement. Now, one, one benefit to having superfoods and adaptogens is that we can do it in such concentrations that you could never consume the amount of whatever it might be. Let's seaweed. See, seaweed, right? right? <laughs> you know, like, I mean. I've got that blue algae, baby. That's one teaspoon. That, you exactly. do not have to eat that much seaweed for that. Okay. Exactly. And so you're only going to get that in these concentrated methods where you'd never be able to consume that much seaweed or or you wouldn't want to because it tastes so hard. Like, like not in the case right. of seaweed, but like in the case of one of my favorite superfoods is maca. And it's, you know, as, as you know, incredibly, it's so good for hormone balancing, for libido, you know, energy, all these things. Well, it tastes disgusting and you would never eat the root of it, right? And you and so to be able to take that and concentrate it down into a powder and then repurpose that into 
a product that can actually give you the benefits out of it without having to suffer or figure out even like what to do with it. That's that's what that's what I do. Okay, so what I'm hearing is uh, you do your fresh foods when possible, and that's great, but otherwise have these adaptogens in your pocket so that you can get the nutrition you want. And then in some cases, is actually even more beneficial. Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's both. It's, it's like, why don't we take vitamins, right? Because both of us, most of us are probably not eating a perfect diet every day. Um, and then there's a whole another conversation about whether we're actually even metabolizing it properly. So we need the supplements that are in concentrated form from a really good supplement company or, you know, functional nutrition company and all the above. So it's not an either or. You know, what I've always really subscribe to is it has to, whatever works best for you. And I think that goes back to the whole point is most people are not in their bodies. Most people have no idea how they feel. They have no idea what foods make them like make their, you know, body sing and they don't know what their, maybe their body is slowing them down. Their digestion is probably pretty whacked. And it's because we're not even slowing down enough to even like get in our bodies and go, God, how did it feel when I ate that? And when you stop and you slow down and you do that, you start to realize your body's always talking to you. And it's very, very attuned. It's just a matter of whether we're listening. And, and we all have different sensitivities. We all have different needs. I would love nothing more, for example. I would love to eat nothing but vegetables, tons of legumes, and quinoa, right? I can't eat any of it. It upsets my stomach. It's incredibly hard on my digestion. It makes me bloated. It makes me miserable. And so I know my body well enough that even though those are really healthy, it, my body doesn't process and digest it well, right? Those are common, common irritants for IBS and other things like that too, with a lot of people who have allergies or food sensitivities can't eat those things. Yep. And same with gluten. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, I don't have celiacs, but I know that if I have gluten, my brain does not work as well the next day. I've got some nice puffiness under the eyes. My face is a little bit more blown up. I'm, my digestion's upset. But sometimes, you know, if I'm at Jelena in LA or I'm at some fabulous, homemade, beautiful Italian restaurant and I decide to have pasta, I do it with a smile and I enjoy every bite of it. But it was a conscious choice. And I understand that my brain may not work as well the next day and it's not going to make me deathly ill, but it's a choice I made because I also love food. So it goes back to like, I, it's the choices that we make and every day we make choices and we're either going to make good ones or we're going to make ones that are going to work against us. And that's where I think is that's the beauty in health is that we get to choose. It's just a matter of whether or not we're going to choose the path that's going to best serve us. Tell me about working with your daughter. That might be my favorite part about my work. Although the kitty sitting next to me right now is keeping me company. And kitty wanted to join us. Listen, you guys can't see you. You guys can't see Lisa, but she's this adorable California blonde, long blonde hair, like a cute little shirt, sitting in. I mean, literally, you look like you could be a stock photograph oh, of a Southern California you're so entrepreneur. Sweet. Thank you so much. Um, uh, so, so, so you work with your daughter. I work with my daughter too, and it's oh, been a total journey. But I'm, I'm interested to hear how it is for you and you know researching ingredients and making products and all of that stuff how did that happen so crazy enough she's been working with me and for me since uh, she was 13 and it started when I started the cafes the beaming cafes and it was as simple as it started in my home I was going through divorce 
And, you know, I needed all hands on deck to pull off this new business. And we were creating cleanses out of the house, you know. So, you know, she's labeling bottles and sticking stickers on tea bags and um, her friends are there. And, and then that grew and grew. And then it was like we opened the first cafe um, in December 2012 in San Diego. And she ended up working there and being part of the staff there. And so it just sort of like organically grew as she just became part of our creations. As she matured, you know, she stepped into bigger roles and bigger roles. And as we expanded that brand beaming, she ended up managing at 16, she was managing our Santa Monica location. Um, she just really stepped into it. She ended up homeschooling herself because she was, she's very unconventional. So for her going to high school just wasn't resonating for her. So she still wanted a degree, but she worked for me because she felt that was a, a better way to learn. And that expanded again into starting Chroma with me. And she's 25 now, and she's my best friend. We have the most fun together. I mean, we laugh nonstop. She keeps me young. Um, you know, sometimes we forget which one's mom and which one's immature. And it's such a joy because um, I learn from her. She learns from me. It's been fun for me to see her grow, especially just, you know, she's, She's been with me. She just moved to New York three months ago. But up until then, she was side by side with me. So every time I did an investor pitch, she would hear it. If every time I did a podcast interview, she was there. She was in the meetings listening to my business partner and I, Alex, just coming up with branding and packaging all the things to build a company. And so she's been part of that sponging. So it's been really fun for me to see her, you know, step into kind of just her magic and how she's using that to express kind of her voice and how she contributes to the company. I love this image of your grandfather doing a thousand push-ups a day and then your daughter being sort of entrained in the in the publication of that, the spreading of that wellness lifestyle to millions. Can I make a comment to that too? Because I think this was really important. So I'm 52 and my daughter's 25, and I act like I'm 25. In fact, I just actually had my biological age tested, and it came back to me um, two days ago as that I'm 28. So I was pretty thrilled about that. So, but one of the things, um, and I had my hormones tested, and they said my hormones were like a 35-year-old. I mentioned this for a couple of reasons. One is because 100% it's because of the choices in diet and lifestyle that I live. Exercise, eating well, but I also enjoy wine and a little bit of tequila and really good food. So it's about finding that balance. Lexi looks at me and she's like, mom, if I can be that at 52, I want to start now. Like, and that's what this generation is like. They're being exposed. You and I didn't get this, right? This was not part of any of our conversations at 25. We weren't thinking about gluten and we weren't thinking about the effects of processed foods or organic. I mean, we barely, at 25, I remember yoga and meditation was just sort of starting to even become a thing. And it was sort of a thing for weird people. Like it was not mainstream. So when you think of how far we've come and and our these younger kids are getting exposed to it from the time they're born. And, you know, we, we served our kids Gerber baby food. Like now everyone has homemade fresh baby food. It's just a different world. So they're set up to thrive, right? And I think Lexi has said to me, like, this is, she's so inspired and motivated that I didn't know all these things until, you know, call it 15 years ago. And it's been a journey. But imagine if you learned this when you were young and you were 
making these choices at a younger age. And I, I hope that we can have that impact on this younger generation. It sounds like you are. I mean, I had a pretty healthy, organic life as soon as that food became available, but I didn't really learn until my husband got super sick. He had stage four cancer. And then we started eating for that. All those supplements and green tea had studies against it, certain kind of mushrooms. We did absolutely no sugar. We we're already vegetarian at that point, but like just the transition and like it took an urgent situation to seek out the level of knowledge that would have probably prevented it in the first place. So it's a it's a beautiful thing you're doing. So tell me your favorite Chroma products. So well, my must have every day is the Beauty Matcha that I mentioned earlier. And funny enough, that's sort of how Chroma started. I've been playing with superfoods and adaptogens now for 15 years before probably anyone, to be honest. But I would always drink uh, coffee. I loved my morning latte. I have no issue with coffee. What I will say though, is when I, what I was noticing, this goes about, goes back to getting in your body. What I was noticing is coffee wasn't serving me. And I was feeling jittery, I was feeling anxious, irritable. I'd have that crash, you know, all the things that, and it's also very, very acidic on the gut, on the body. So I wanted to drink matcha. And then I was like, yeah, it kind of tastes like dirt. And no, I don't really want that. And then I realized, okay, all matcha is not created equal. And if you go to organic ceremonial grade and then you really go into matcha, matcha can be delicious and beautiful. And oh, by the way, I feel so much better with matcha. Like game changing. Like just energy's better. There's an even stable that improves your mood, keeps your mind focused, keeps you just like, it's like, I can't even tell you. Like I, the morning matcha is something that I, if you can't tell, I get really excited about. And then what I did is I took like my favorite superfoods between collagen and ginger and turmeric and mushrooms and all these things and created this beautiful morning latte that replaced the coffee that now every, you know, it's our, one of our number ones because people who don't like matcha become obsessed with it. People who do look ma like look matcha become obsessed with it because it's so special. So definitely the beauty matcha. Um, I love our porridge. As I mentioned earlier, I love our broths. They come from Australia. Um, they're just, it's like, you can't believe this powder is so, I don't know if you had it when you were with Billy, but it's like the powder adding hot water is literally, we call it, you know, 24 karat gold because it actually glistens like gold and it's so delicious. And we have veggie broths that are delicious. Our cookie butter is famous. Our, the OMG cookie butter is like this gooey, yummy, almond butter, coconut oil, hemp seeds, plant protein, just bite of deliciousness. I loved whatever I had was chocolate. That's so funny. So we also did a chocolate bar that's beautiful and delicious. So, I mean, we have the spicy passion latte that you may have had, um, which has all the adaptogens and libido enhancing superfoods and the cacao and the maca and the ashwagandha and all those fun things. So I would say everything we do is really, really special. I mean, Lexi and I created all the products um, and literally in the kitchen, one by one, measuring everything. And then what we're most known for is the five-day reset. And that's really a very different approach to cleansing and detoxing. Because for me, it's really about nourishment. Yeah, I loved how you articulated as we're not doing cleanses anymore. We're doing resets. And that there's a, there's a mental difference in that. It's a ma massive. And this is about nourishment. It's not about deprivation and starvation. Because when we deprive ourselves, w nothing happens. I've always said, if you're going to commit to three days, four days, five days, whatever it is, where you're going to say, I'm going to take care of me and I'm going to 
eat really clean. If I'm miserable, if I'm a raving bitch, if I can't exercise, I can't think, I can't show up for work, I can't show up for my kids, I can't show up for like my partner or myself, what, why am I doing this? Like, what's the reason? And what's going to really change? And what I've always cared about most was what happens after the reset. The reset's the awakening, right? And that's when I get to feel in my body. I get to feel amazing. I get to, you know, and yes, we all want to quote, lose weight. Great. You're going to lose some weight too. But what it's really is about is like, wow, I have more energy. My mind is clearer. I slept better. I have no inflammation. My cheekbones are like really high. And like my, I don't have the bloat in my stomach. I, I, my digestion's working better. All the things that you start to go, wow, that wasn't that hard. It was actually really enjoyable. I didn't have to suffer. I really loved these things and I want to keep going. So I've always approached and even beaming was the same way. I want to inspire you for the after the, the reset or the cleanse, however you want to call it. That's the awakening. That's when we get in our bodies. We get the quick, tar the, the quick hit, the short-term results that we all want because we're all impatient. So we're going to give you that, but it's really about how do we change habits and behavior and how do you really start to make those simple shifts that are going to be transformative. It's not what you do five, 10, 15 days a year. So if we're going to design our perfect reset, okay, if you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking about doing a five-day reset, you can design your own with us. We're going to do it now. I'm going to say mine's going to run from a Friday morning till a Tuesday morning. And I'm going to just tell everybody in my life that Friday and Monday, please, you know, don't reach out to me unless it's urgent. This is my ideal. I'm just saying, you don't have to do this in the context of your work. And then... After I clear my calendar, what what am I going to do next? What would you do next if you were setting your perfect reset? Well, that so I love how you're you're phrasing um, kind of setting this up. So, what you're talking about is a full. What I'm hearing is, yeah, I'm going all in. Like I am yes. really going to take care of me for five days. I'm going to like slow down. I'm going to like sort of take this time for me. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll take a little bit more walks. Maybe I'll start my day with a meditation. Maybe when I'm in the shower, I'll just like feel the water on my body. Like Ugh. we can really, right? We can go there. As I'm drinking my matcha in the morning, I'm just going to sip it. I'm going to think maybe I'm going to journal while I'm doing it. So yeah, what I'm hearing on. from, <laughs> I mean, we can really go into Let, this. And <laughs> I, I, I want this picture to sound so good to everybody that's listening. They're like, and then the massage guy comes to your house. Right. You lose all track of time. You know, come on. Yeah, we can do this. Like, what would it really be to reset your nervous system and your digestion? I mean, come on. Let's just throw in some really good sex that night, too. So let's just have all of it and really beautiful intimacy. I mean, that's what, if you want to do a reset, that's what you're doing. That's how I want you to look at it. And in order to do that, in order to do that, I have to feed my body well. Mm -hmm. And so I always say, if I feel good in my body, I will show up better in the bedroom. And we know that's true, ladies. Mm -hmm. So that's where I really go, okay, now, what? Do, how am I going to eat? How am I going to nourish myself? And instead of looking at it as like, oh, I got to take five days. Oh my God, I can't eat this and I can't do that. And oh, it's like, I get to do this. And that's the design of Chroma, the Chroma reset, which we've sort of already did it for you. That's one option, or you design something yourself. The challenge of designing yourself is it's a lot easier to cheat. 
It's a lot easier to just be like, yeah, I'll just have a little bit of cracker. I'll have a little bit of this because, or I'll just have a, a bite of ice cream or whatever it is. And I have no problem with those things. But if you're going to commit, there's something about something, choosing a program that's fully designed for you because it's so systematic because I want you to focus on you. I don't want you to be figuring out what you're going to eat. I don't want you to have to be like, oh my God, wait, what do I do? Oh God, I have to go to the store. I got to buy this. I don't have time because that's when it sort of the wheels fall off. And now I'm not focused about uh, feeling the shower and the water on my body. I'm thinking about what I have to go buy at the store to make the next meal. So I, I, I frame that because I think what's really, really important is first understand why am I doing a reset in the first place? What's, 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 what's my intention? So as with anything that we do, start with the intention and then build it around that and commit to that. I think it's a vote, like just to just to respond to why I would do it, is you said something earlier about how most people are not in their body. And I'm a pretty embodied person, but where I go when I get busy is into the into the mind stuff. And I do trust the deep intuition of the body. And so by saying, if I have any questions that are up in my life, if there's anything that I'm sort of trying to, you know, find out what's emergent or what wants to be born next, I have this sense that dropping into a reset would really allow that to come out clearly. Like I'm leaning into my own self. And that in every tradition, like in, in Indian Ayurvedic tradition, people do a cleanse at the change of every season. You know, it's like you kind of need it to clear it out. So I would be doing it to access my deeper intuition and make clear decisions in my life and let the nutritional component support that. I love that. I think that's perfectly said. I think that's exactly the right way to go into it. And most people go into it for weight loss. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it, but I think to really get the benefits, because you're committing however many days, three, four, five days, 10, 21, whatever it is, you're committing that time to yourself, then give yourself the gift of that commitment and, and go all in. I shifted the thinking, you know, it was my one of my daughters that shifted my thinking on weight loss. She did that um, intuitive eating program after being a ballet dancer. And, you know, that's, that's a lot of enforcing uh, self deprivation, and a lot of measuring every inch. And one of my other daughters did it was on like the wrestling team where they would like cut weight like crazy. You know, it always seemed so much focused on an external measurements. And now the the movement is towards like, the external imposition of weight loss seems to come when you've lost touch with how you really feel over the long haul. Like, oh, I got to lose this right away versus it will self-regulate over time if you're paying attention to your level of activity and your nourishment. 1,000%. It was interesting. And this is just maybe a bigger sort of mission, which is why I'm going to mention this. But when I was creating Chroma, we had a beta reset that we offered to friends and then it sort of went viral and about 130 people went through it. And let's say 100 of them were women. And this was before we launched two years ago. And in that process, what was so fascinating to me, because what we're doing in the way we're doing it isn't being done by anyone because we're really focused on the nourishment, not the deprivation. Like, And so to me, it seems such like an obvious that this is where we should be focused. But what, what almost every woman asked me, well, how many calories are in it? And I was like, whoa, wow, okay. Um, so, well, you know, you can customize it and, you know, kind of give them the spiel. I said, but you're going to land somewhere between on the low end, 1300 and probably in the high end, 1800 to 2000. So let's just say 1500. 
And every woman that I, that asked that, that I responded with 1500 calories was like, oh, that's too much for me. I can't eat that much. And I thought, oh, okay, this is, this is the problem, right? <laughs> Here's the problem. So I said, may I suggest that you trust the process and just, just listen to your body. Don't eat if you're not hungry, but don't not eat and just listen to your body and feel how you feel. That's what I care about most. And that's what matters most. And every one of those women lost five pounds, the five pounds they couldn't ever lose for years and years and years. They lost the five pounds. They felt better than they ever did. Their mind was clear and they made friends with food. And they realized that we do not have to starve ourselves to, to look and feel good in our bodies. I'm so grateful to hear you say that. Okay, so you're growing really fast. You're only two years in and you've got a huge community, a huge fan base. Um, can you talk a little bit about the company and how it's growing and what your intentions are? Yeah, absolutely. So coming on our two-year anniversary, coming off my last brand, it was a beautiful brand. People are obsessed. People still stop me on the streets about it. Um, very, very proud of what we created. Made all sorts of great mistakes, entrepreneurial mistakes. Ended up selling the company. Uh, walking away, didn't want to. And I mentioned that only because so much of what I learned in that experience really set me up for, let's call it the success of Chroma. I, I know how to make amazing products. I know how to do you know, beautiful brands, right? I, I, I'm probably one of the best in the world at creating the most incredibly delicious, high-function, high-flavor products. But building a company is hard. Having investors and raising money and all the things I had no experience in. Right. And so beaming taught me and got me ready for Chroma. What that also means is a couple of key things. When I was starting Chroma, I was like, I need an operator. I need an, I need somebody who can do all the things that I'm not good at, that can be the operator, the finance, the, all the things that are the backbone of this company. So I can be, do, I can do what I love and I can do what I can best contribute to the company. And that was number one. The other was I want to have investors that like, cause I, I couldn't self fund. And so I was like, I want to, I want to have investors that are so passionate about what we're doing that they want to get on the train with us and tell the world. And so I sort of visioned what would that look like and who would I have? And I thought, well, it'd be really great to have a few celebrities and, you know, some moms in the community and really, I really wanted it to be funded by women and, you know, really in, women who are just making things happen in the world. So I had this vision and I will proudly tell you that we have 110 investors and 100 of them are women. How did that happen? Amazing. I raised a lot of money by just doing, doing, creating a product that everybody wanted to the point where I woke up to an email from Gwyneth Paltrow asking if she could invest in my company. And I didn't know any of these people before I started. What happened is people felt how amazing the product was. They were telling their friends and that just sort of became viral. The next thing you know, Amy Schumer's investing and Jessica Seinfeld and lots of other big celebrities. And my first check was from the former CEO of Twitter and didn't know him either. And people were telling people because they felt the difference. Not, not Dick Costolo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <I love. laughs> Can we give a little shout out? <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite Dick Costolo story is... His staff, it was his birthday or something, and his whole staff showed up in masks with his face on them, you know, like they all, like. <laughs> oh, 
my god, we, he's gonna feel the love right now. He's like always. He goes every time you do a podcast interview, you better mention he's, me. He's lovely. I met him when I was running a tech company um, out of the computer lab at Northwestern. Where you know, anyway, he's got a whole Chicago pod thing because he sold the company he had before that was a. Uh, God, like an email marketing thing or something. I think you're right. Yeah, we're and uh, it was in that in that time period. We're going back to ancient history. Anyway, that's cool. But what's fun about that is that I didn't know Dick. A friend introduced me. He was like already thinking somebody's got to do something that's really a reset and isn't this other shitty product that's on the market that makes you feel terrible. And so that I'll leave unmentioned. And so, and then lo and behold, my girlfriend's like, well, I know this woman who's got this product. And anyway, Dick stepped in and he's like, this is brilliant. I love it. I feel amazing. No one's doing this. I'm in. And then he told people and those people told people. And it just became, and I think this is true for like anything in the world. If it's really good um, and people really believe in the product, the vision, you, they want to, they want to jump on board. And they want to be part of, you know, that mission. That goes to really answer the question. So much of when you said we've got all this buzz, so much of that buzz came from all these amazing people who rallied around me and the company and, 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 and really helped us tell the world. So we came out of the gate very fast and strong. It's been a just wild ride since. Um, and it's like nothing makes me, I mean, running a company is hard, right? And you, you know, you know very, very well what that looks like. But I do pinch myself every day because I get to do this. I get to hear people's stories. I get to hear about the lives we're impacting and how people are so, they just, they, they, they love the products and the way they feel and how it simplified their life and these just beautiful stories that we get to hear every day. Um, and I get to just work with really cool people. Yeah. I just want to put a fine point on this thing you said about uh, learning from beaming and then doing the next thing, like taking the lessons away from that. This is like the attitude of lifelong growth and learning that you're resilient and you keep going. That's one thing. Surrounding yourself with good people, knowing what your strengths are, having somebody on the inside who, like your daughter who you know, you've always got each other's back and then making a great, great product that's differentiated. And then whatever you're doing to sustain yourself is clearly working. I think a lot of my female friends who are entrepreneurs, um, they lose the self-care piece. So Chrome is perfectly set to support that. It's so glad to finally meet you. You're adorable. Congratulations on starting a really successful company. And more importantly, on having this positive impact on so many people's health. Thank you so much, Christine. Such a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much for joining Lisa and I. You can visit rosewoman.com or chromawellness.com. All right. You are whole. You are perfect. You are complete. May everything you experience today be for a blessing. May you be a blessing and a light for the people you encounter. Mm -hmm.